welcome back to the table with Nisha Nicole and Christopher Dallas. Here at the table, we have open discussions around life, love, dating, and sex. Um, and we do so in a way that's open and honest, and we and we try to be positive and overcome the uh, the um, division and dissent that we often see and hear online. Yeah, we don't need to see that here online. We don't need to see that on the podcast. And so let's get into it, guys. Nisha and Nicole have known each other for about 20 years now, and we each individually have been through every single aspect of the relationship spectrum from married, single, divorced, you name it. And with that being said, we'd like to bring you guys inside of, inside of our friendship and I'll set up exactly how the show is going to work for today. About 30 minutes into the show, we'll bring up our show topic of today. And today we have an expert, wonderful psychologist online to be able to share with her, with us, her insights and share with you guys her insights on she's our a, topic. She's a counselor. Not a she's a counselor. She's a counselor. Awesome. Thank <laughs> you for being able to make that clarification. About 15 minutes into the show, we'll talk about the show topic of the day. The, um, I'm sorry, the buzz of the day, which today is about a topic very near and dear to my heart, which is about threesomes. <laughs> But we start off every single podcast with the Monday morning report. Nisha Nicole, what do you got for us today? I have nothing. What? And I'm so excited to have nothing because. Oh, so excited. I am just over. Yeah. Over. Yeah. online dating i'm yeah. over it <laughs> you know what that's your report how over you are with all of this you've had all of the stories you've had all the back and forth the sex oh stories the bad stories the great stories and you're over it i'm over it for now for now for now <laughs> so i had every intention of going out to a bar or something on friday yeah but i went to the hair salon so i was like i'm gonna leave the hair salon i'm gonna look cute and i'm gonna go to a bar and i was there so freaking long by the time she finished with my hair, I was like, you know what? I'm going home. Oh, you were at the salon so long, not the bar so long. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. What is this? The Wild Wild West? No. Right. 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 Wow. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So I was like, nah, I, I, no, I'm just going to go home. And and that's it. So so that's what I did. I I haven't I don't have any updates. But the the guy I went out with on um on Valentine's Day, you know, the texting has slowed down dramatically, which uh, I'm fine with. I'm fine uh, with because I wasn't really feeling him like that. Right. And um and yeah, I had to block a few people, and that's uh, you know that's it. You know, such is life. Just general blocking people. Other <laughs> than that, no biggie. People, right. You know. <laughs> come out of left field i'm just blind. right 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 nobody making any <laughs> nobody making any insinuations about uh, adult fun or anything like that or, or maybe no. people sending any penis pictures uh, no no unsolicited they're all, they're all in the block party so. block party okay yeah. and you didn't make it to that bar were you hoping to be able to connect with somebody at that bar is that bar I mean, the bar you were going to is it a is it a a meet and greet spot i was open to it Okay. Let's open to it. Is that bar that you were thinking about going to that you never did make it to? Is mm -hmm. that bar popping in the ATL on a Friday? Mm, I don't. I, I don't think it's considered one of the popping bars. It's like a local yeah. watering hole because I live on the outskirts of Atlanta. That's cool. So, that works. But you know, I just go to the little watering hole, that give works. Me a couple of drinks, and then I might meet somebody. I might not. But I'm cool with that. Okay. I'm cool. Okay. I, I'm there for ambiance and music. That's what okay. I'm there for. And drinks. And I was actually transitioning from your potential bar meetup place into my story because my Monday morning report involves a bar story, which I was just there at a local watering hole, minding my own business. And I'm going to file that as my Monday morning report. How's that sit with you? Nisha Nicole, you still with me? Yeah, that's just, I'm, I'm perfectly fine with that. Like, you got anything you wanted to add to your Monday morning report other than the, it was nothing going on recently with you and you're happy about it? No, I have nothing else to add. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. <laughs> it's, a well, short, Monday, it's a short story. Right, right, right. My Monday morning report. I have nothing to be able to update in terms of the date that I went on before or anything going on with online dating. There's nothing going on in that aspect. But... <laughs> I was sitting down at a bar, a local watering hall, literally just getting some to-go food and enjoying a cocktail while I was waiting for the food to show up in its to-go bag. And so then as I'm getting my food, literally signing the check, 
getting ready to go, a couple of ladies that um, show up, they want to take the seats that I'm vacating to be able to go. Right. One of them was really, really cute. And I'm thinking, I kind of know her from somewhere as well. So I'm like, hey, ladies, yeah, I'm just getting ready to leave. You know what? Instead of putting my coat on and getting ready to go, how about I buy you guys a round of shots? You guys are up for some shots? And they were like, sure. I mean, that's Sounds a welcome like to the Christopher bar. Dallas right. is back the in the Christopher building. Dallas is back. Well, two rounds of shots and one more round of drinks later, I did get a phone number. And it was somebody I knew before, a mutual friend from like seven years ago who we actually called on the phone to be like, hey, guess who I'm hanging out with? Um, and it was a phone number and some potential interaction. So I just want to say, it's a Monday morning report uh-huh. with some potential because we know a person in common. But more than anything, I was open to the idea of talking to somebody. And as you know, the last couple of months or years or whatever, I've been I would have normally just been like, yep, got my to go food. She's cute. I'm on my way out the door and kept it moving. Well, but this bravo. time I stayed and parked and, and stayed an extra 45 minutes with my to go food sitting right there on the bar watching us have a few rounds of drinks. That's the Monday morning report. I'm back. Potentially, potentially, <laughs> potentially. Yeah. Yeah. not not full oh. out back. No idea what's going to happen with this. Literally, this oh, is about 24 Christopher hours. Christopher Dallas right. had her in his place that same. Oh, both of them. Oh, God. <laughs> her and her friend. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We'll get to that in the buzz segment. Yeah. The old Christopher <laughs> Dallas would have been like, so when are you guys uh, headed back to my place? Yeah. Go and eat your food and let's get back to my place. And, yeah. And, and, yeah. So, so, okay. New Christopher Dallas is just happy to be able to get a phone number. New Christopher. I like this new Christopher Dallas. Hey, Look at hey. you. <laughs> User-friendly, biodegradable <laughs> Christopher Dallas. User-friendly. <laughs> okay. I don't even know how that translates right. into relationships and dating, but okay. <laughs> right, right. So that's my Monday morning report. Just, you know, an, another phone number, another potential to be able to go in some other direction with somebody who uh, honestly did not know where I knew her from and thinking, ah, maybe it's this bar because you said local watering hole i'm thinking maybe i've just seen her before at this bar and then about five minutes into us having a discussion she was like you know what do you know such and such she named a childhood friend of mine Mm -hmm. and i was like that's where i know you from she was like yeah we've all hung out before i was like that's what it is i wasn't crazy and tripping when uh, i thought i knew her from somewhere i did one one thing i know about you you have an excellent memory some of the stuff you remember i'm like how do you remember that that's cool that's cool but i wasn't going to place it i i I gotta being fully transparent i was not going to place it i was procrastinating to try and see where i could place it but it wasn't going to come to me when she named it i was like oh yeah that wasn't going to come to me if i had 100 more years to think about it i was going to miss but she nailed it Okay, so yeah, so okay, so my goal for next week is goals. I like goals. Hopefully, the weather will be nice enough for me to go out and actually mingle and stuff in public. Okay, and maybe just maybe I may meet someone because I am I have totally deactivated Tinder for now. Oh, Tinder! I have put Facebook dating to sleep for now. Oh, so you know, maybe I'll, I'll come across someone in, in real life. The weather's always IRL. warm enough. The, the weather's always warm enough in, uh, in ATL. What is it? Not, now? not, not really. Not really. What, not what did it get down to? What, what was the high temperature today? Only 57, 62. Yeah. Something like that, but that's, that's warm enough to be, able but to it was a... rainy and I have oh. natural hair. So that was not, <laughs> no, that no, we're okay. not doing that today. That's cool. That's cool. That's cool. Okay. That's all I got for the Monday morning report. Okay, you know, sometimes you know, sometimes we have a have a, a juicy report, sometimes we don't, and such is life. Oh, we're so, about to get juicy in the next segment. Oh yeah, but it's not about us. It's not about us. So this week's buzz yeah. topic. Uh this came out a few weeks ago with AJ Johnson. Some of us remember her, some of us old heads. We remember her from house party when her wow. and Tisha Campbell were dancing and jamming. And then some of us remember her from Baby Boy when she was mm-hmm. Tyrese's mom who looked super young. Mm-hmm. And then now she has a new show. I, forgive me, I don't remember the name of the show. But but the point of the buzz is she was recently on Angela Yee's uh, podcast, Lip Service. And she was discussing her 50th birthday. I think she's actually 58 now. So this is not yeah, it was, new it was. to her. She talked about how she was on vacation and she had a threesome with these two guys. Quote unquote threesome. 
a quote unquote threesome and the internet went wild. <laughs> they were like, ma'am, if you just, if you had a train, just say that. Yeah. And, you know, and you, you, you know, people were uh, being really negative towards her and her story and saying shocking. that. Yeah. Shocking. Right. Like <laughs> a woman really can't just be um, sexually open and have, you know, sexual fantasies fulfilled so what was your thoughts on the story did you have a clip to, to be able to play from that nisha nicole um, or? i don't have i didn't have it queued up so i okay. don't okay but i okay. did okay. listen to the podcast i listened to the entire podcast oh I wow thought nice. it was a very interesting topic and she's she's a very interesting woman at and she looks really good for her age. I saw that too. I saw that too. I saw that she's currently 58 and she was just telling the story of what happened when she was 50. So yeah. she was going back eight years in time. I saw a couple of articles about it that I read. I didn't see the clip. I didn't listen to the podcast, but awesome story. And, and I just want to say up front that no matter how much time we spend on this podcast, on this topic, it's not enough time. It's not enough right. time right. because I have right. personally invested in this topic so much that I'm... <sighs> for a number of different angles. Number one, it was awesome for her to be able to uh, share. Awesome for her to be able to get out on the platform. And even though she got, I won't say she got crucified for it, but there was a lot of controversy behind it. It's mostly yes. because yes. of her age and what she tried to define threesome as. And I disagree with her version of calling that a threesome. I applaud. Really? I do, I do, and we'll get to that in a second. Okay. I applaud, I applaud standing ovation, her being able to share. And I applaud her being able to be open enough to be able to say, eh, here's what I did when I was 50, two guys, and I had fun with it because she said she really enjoyed it, right? Mm-hmm. So that's my initial takeaway. What's your initial takeaway before I, I dig a little bit deeper into it? What was your initial takeaway from her story? My initial takeaway was I was excited to hear a woman of her age be able to openly discuss sex because, you know, she's in a, in a generation a little bit before me. I'm a Gen Xer. Uh, I guess she would be considered a boomer. But, okay. <laughs> but, um, and, and the reason I bring up the generations is because the ideologies and the openness around sex have, have we've seen so many changes yes. about that throughout the generation. Yes, so yes, yes. In, in her generation, most women are not really open to talking about sex because women are seen as chaste. You're supposed to be um, demure and not enjoy sex openly, especially outside of a committed relationship. So that's one of the things I was excited to see her be able to openly express that, especially from her, from a generational standpoint. The second thing I thought about was, oh, honey, you're brave because I would have never told that. <laughs> right, right. True, true. Like I had enough. I had enough anxiety around sharing my hey, a couple of weeks um, ago. Yeah, like my sneaky link or whatever. So right. and that was big for me. So for her to actually have no qualms with saying, hey, this is what happened for my 50th birthday. It was great. I, I, I just really like that openness. And and once again, I like being uh, for us to be able to see women over 50 as sexual beings because we don't stop being sexual beings just because we hit 50. I agree with the age. I agree with everything else. But I want to say it's it still would be difficult for, for women at 25, 35, 45 to be able to share their views on what they what they feel as, hey, I was outside of my boundaries. I did something I a little bit different. I don't know about the 25 year olds. This is right, a maybe city not girl generation. Olds, maybe not 25 for me. Olds, but the fact that you had to go, I don't know. What I mean is that 25 year old guys, 35 year old guys and me and what I'm about to share, I don't get any flack whatsoever. I don't even right? have to toe the line. I'm about to give what I view as what's a threesome, my own experiences. And nobody's going to be like, oh man, I can't believe you said all of that. Women still are towing that line, whether they're 50, 25 or whatever their ages, women are still mm, having to hopefully see whether or not it's going to be socially acceptable for them to talk about their sexual experiences. Does that make sense? It makes sense. It yeah. makes sense. So I want to hear your definition of the threesome because I'm so ready. I'm chomping so, at the bit so to hear this. You, you can chomp at the bit. I lost this discussion, you know, and I want to bring it. I know our guest is online with us as well. And Brandy, I know you can hear us for right now. I'm going to bring you in on a second as I'm going to try to tell you how I lost the discussion, the debate in a bar about a year ago 
Maybe that was even two years ago. Lost the discussion as to what actually a threesome is. So we're going to talk about exactly what happened here with... um, this is not Angela, uh, Angela AJ Johnson. AJ Johnson. I'm sorry. Yeah, I got the podcast originator and the person actually doing it confused. Yeah. AJ Johnson. She said two guys pretty much shared her back and forth. She was pinballing back and forth, if I can be so verbose. Like a salsa dance. Like a salsa dancer, right. Like one uh-huh. guy would take a turn with her, then another guy would take a turn with her. And I was thinking, that's not a threesome. My definition, the Christopher Dallas definition of a threesome is where Please all, enlighten us. Yeah, I, I, I can't wait. I can't wait. I can't wait. We won't have enough time for this. We don't have enough time for this. Okay, okay. Just... <laughs> my, my definition is when all parties involved are sexually involved with each other. When I have two women and they're involved with each other and me, that's a threesome. When I have two women over at my place and I just take turns, take turns, smashing both of them, even though they may be naked in front of each other, but they never touch each other, that's not a threesome. I'm thinking that a threesome is where all parties involved, whether it's two guys <laughs> and a woman, two women and a guy, or three women or whatever it is, are all okay. sexually involved. If two of the people are not sexually involved, that's not a threesome. And I don't okay. think it's a train either because I got to the definition for that. But you tell me what you think about my definition of a threesome, Brandy and Nisha Nicole. Please indulge us. Okay. So, um, Brandy, did you want to answer that question? <laughs> Bring me in at the part about exploring. There's a question about her, like, like sexual exploration at her age. Right, right. Okay, yeah, so you want to wait to that discussion. Okay, yeah, so, yeah. Let's so go back to that. I, I'll go ahead and take it from here then. Okay. okay. <laughs> um, so to me, a threesome quite literally is three people getting some in the same room. In the same room. Okay. <laughs> So they all got some, right? Okay. <laughs> so it's a threesome. <laughs> I mean, it's literally in the day. So <laughs> Three people getting some. I, I like what, in the I same what you room. did there. Yeah, yeah. I that's, see what you did there. To me, that's, that's a threesome. Now, okay. whether two people, especially two people of the same sex, interact or not, that's, that's, they're still a part of the overall sexual experience that's going on. So okay. that's why I feel like it's a threesome because three people are involved in the sexual activity. It doesn't mean that all three of them are linked together, which is what you're yeah. saying. Right. So they're all in a, have any enjoyment in this, in this um, activity, which to me, I guess is kind of splitting hairs. Okay. When we think about it. So. Um, or splitting vaginas. That's what I was doing. Well, in this case, it was only one vagina. So well, was... no, it's two. When I'm in the room, it's both of them. <laughs> I was like, there. well, we're talking about Oh, you're buzz. talking about the last week episode. Yeah, okay. The buzz. The yes, buzz. I'm sorry. The buzz. All right. So, but I am interested in hearing your definition of a train because people were saying yeah, she yeah, yeah. had a train um, ran on her. And then once I hear your definition, I'll tell you my skewed definition because I feel like mine is skewed. Okay, so, so I did this a couple of times as a teenager. It's when want, at least... I was thinking it was at least three guys that are consecutively having sex with one woman. That's what I was thinking. It was a train. So a train usually has more than than two cars. Right, 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 right. Exactly. So guy number one gets on the woman, bangs her out, done. Guy number two gets on the woman, bangs her out, done. Guy number three gets on the woman, bangs her out, done. That's what I was thinking was the definition of a train. The third guy is a caboose. caboose. Yeah, well, it could be four. It could be five. Uh, You're right, right. Whoever ends it off is the caboose. Right, right. But with her situation, she was going back and forth between two guys and they were spinning her around and salsa dancing as she described it i'm like that sounds low not that's not a train train runs straight through okay yeah right down the tracks i'm tracking with you here i'm tracking with you here yeah (laughs) you see what i did there i see (laughs) what you did there i'm so natural at this because that was so unintentional but it's like you that is what i kind of consider as a train well almost the woman has no involvement in it she's just kind of just laying there and this is why i say that my view is skewed because i almost i i almost equate train to rape 
Oh wow, like, shoot. Okay. I, I, and I'm I'm I, and that's why I say it's skewed. I'm not saying it's right, but whenever I think of the term trains, I think of the woman almost having no involvement in the decision making. The men are totally running the show and they're just they're the only ones getting pleasure out of it. And I don't know why that connotation is. And I think it's because the train is seen as negative. And in the past, anytime I've heard of guys talking about a train, it's always from the guy perspective. And sure, the men, sure. oh, we, we ran this train on. And, and like you said, most of the times when I've heard of these stories, it was either from teenagers. And, right. and I, I was a teenager when this happened. And I don't think that the women or the girls at that point had a lot of agency or understood the agency that they have over their own bodies. So that's probably where my negative connotation comes in at it with that. But the way that she described this, this experience, she was completely in control and had agency over her own body and everything was centered around her enjoyment. Now, well, it sounded so sensual and beautiful. Now, am I saying that that's something I want to experience? No. But the way she described it is like like a dance and she had this. And it just sounded like a woman just having two guys completely engrossed in her enjoyment. And yes. that is. And so that to me is not a train because Agreed. it sounded so sensual. And she even, I think she even used the term sensual when she to did. describe she did. it. She did. Um, so, um, so that's where, you know, my differences come in between a train and a threesome. So I really, I like the way she described it because it showed, it gave me a different perspective on a male, male, female encounter. Awesome. awesome 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 um brandy you want to jump in you have something to say about the the train not train not threesome experience that uh, at experienced well i i'm going to agree with nisha nicole i think you know when i was in high school or middle school because let's be real you know when we talked about a train it it was diff- it was giving much so you know the female wasn't getting enjoyment it was all about everything from the male perspective. So I definitely agree with her definition on that. Um, But you brought up a good point about her age. And I'm just wondering, like, or I I think as we get older as women, I'm wondering if we kind of shake off a lot of those judgments and stereotypes Mm. that we would have had as a 20 year old, you know, having a threesome or having a train ran on us however we want to define that (laughs) you know at at her age I mean she's pretty much like I can do whatever I want like you know life is short like let me just live it up and do whatever I want and I don't care what anybody thinks and so I'm totally not surprised that she has not number one that she uh was willing to partake in this activity and number two that she was willing to be open about it so yes I uh, I agree with that because um, as someone who is approaching 45 this year myself, you guys are old, man. I'm, you guys are old. You know what? Y'all must be old. You know what? I'm like, I'm like. I almost I, told you to I, shut up on your I own was, podcast. Right, I, was, I, was, right, I was just recently now. in I middle school you know myself. Not. No, I'm kidding. I'm I'm I'm, I'm the oldest right. one on the set. I'm, I, I'm just like, making jokes. You was in middle school jokes. as what? The coach. I was in middle right. school, right in the career day in, in the mid nineties. Right. I was, I'm just making jokes, man. Please continue. Anywho, uh, what I was gonna say is, as I get older, I realize how um, how constricting worrying about other people's thoughts about me and my own personal sexuality are. So, mm-hmm. even though it's a process, I am shedding those things. And I am allowing myself to be open to different explorations and just having an open mindset and, and being of the mind where, you know what, other people's opinions don't, don't impact me. They don't pay my bills. They don't help me sleep at night or anything like that. So I have to do what's, what's good for me. And then after you know, listening to the podcast, number one, she's a very healthy woman. She takes really good care of her body. And she even talked about how she attracts all these guys in their 30s because she's so vibrant. And I just think that there's 
freedom in being able to to express yourself as a woman of any age and the thing is like I follow a lot of older women on TikTok and I'm just like I find it so refreshing that these women are just talking about dating and talking about how it is to be single and and how they are enjoying themselves and I just love it because if when the media controlled all of our perceptions the the view of women over 50 has always been as motherly matronly grandmothers and we lose our unless you're a blanche on golden girls you don't get <laughs> <Blanche Devereaux. laughs> right. you don't get to explore your sexuality you don't get to be a sexual being and um i've even heard this discussion around the reboot of sex in the city they're like what are people women over 50 gonna be talking about sex like uh yeah because guess what they still have sex right yeah so i one of the ladies on there is actually interested in um she's exploring her sexuality sexuality she's married and i you know i was trying to think of the correct term because i want to make sure that i'm using all the correct terminology yeah but yeah she's exploring her her sexuality with a woman very much so (laughs) yeah very much so after being only in monogamous or heterosexual relationships and the thing is I really feel like that that represents real life because at different ages and especially in different decades in our life we go through different changes Mm -hmm. and sometimes we surprise ourselves with the things that we're we're exploring and capable of so um so I I applaud her for being able to break out of her to to help dispel some of those stereotypes. Awesome, guys. Awesome. This, I mean, it just breaks down some of the long-standing double standards that we've had here, not just with age, uh, with sexuality, uh, with just our male dominated gender, uh, male dominated society that we've had for so long, starting from the 1950s. Uh, going forward, some of those walls coming down are sensational, and I'm I'm glad to be able to live long enough to be able to see it. And I, I'm 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 thankful for both of you for being able to share your experiences and perspectives in this segment. Well, thank you. Thank so, you. I think we we've kind of discussed that that topic enough, and it's yeah. time for us to actually move on to the show topic. And I'm excited about this topic. So. Our guest, you've already heard her name, Brandy. We've talked to her. But I wanted to give you guys, our listeners, a formal introduction to our guest. So our our guest is one of my good friends. And she is a licensed counselor. Did I say that correctly? Licensed clinical social worker. But we also do counseling. So, yeah. Yes. Licensed clinical social worker. And she's very committed to her field, so much so that she's even created a um, nonprofit organization called Pearls of Esther, which I had the privilege and honor of serving on their board for several years. And then she dumped me. Oh, stop it. Oh, oh wow. <laughs> Life just got a little too okay. hectic. Okay. And because I don't ever want to, to, to give... Um, give half half of my my time and talent I want to be all That's in true. I'll and, take what you can give me right 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 <laughs> and this organization is so committed to helping women that we even were able to grant young women at Spelman college scholarships I've seen her do career coaching to young women um so so counseling isn't just a part of her profession it's actually a part of her lifestyle so I'm just honored to be a part of her 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 crew and be a part of her her um, tribe as a friend. And I'm honored to have her as a friend and as a as a guest today. Um, she also has her own podcast, The Crazy Counselor. So Woo-hoo. today our topic is about counseling and what to expect from a therapy session. Um, some some to break down some of those stereotypes. So Hello, Brandy. Thank you for joining hello, the table. Brandy, Thank you for having Brandy, me at the table. Brandy. <laughs> Listen, don't make me do a dance on here. Do well, people can't see me, but no, they can't see right, me. Right, right. their imagination. Right, right, right. So dance like is, nobody's watching. Right, right. <laughs> there you go. That's 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 a good quote to live by. Right. So um to start this off, who should go who should go to counseling? 
<laughs> you know, that's that's such a common question. I say, if you have the thought that you want to see a counselor, you should go to counseling. I think that there's this misconception that you have to be experiencing this great amount of turmoil to come to a counselor's office, or we're going to be like, you ain't going through nothing. Get out and we'll like <laughs> kick you out. You know, like that's not even a real problem. Like, you know, leave, but that's not the case. Like we welcome you. Um, you don't have to necessarily be at the height or peak of turmoil in your life to go and see a counselor. You can just say, you know, I want a safe space where I can just kind of process what my week was like. Or, right. so right. I have some stress on the job. My coworkers getting on my nerves. You know, I don't want to go postal, what have you. You know, you can go and see a therapist. We don't have a checklist or a score that you have to meet <laughs> in order to book a session. Like, it's okay. So if you, even if you want to just book a session to see what it's like, I right. would say go ahead and do it. So I say any and everybody should see it there. Uh, Brandy, so many people have the, the misconception, not just about what happens and whether or not you have those checklists of things, but if the mere notion of going to see a therapist means something must be wrong with me and I don't want something to be wrong with me, what, what would you say to people who says, well, am I crazy if I even think about going to see a therapist? Right. Well, I always say everybody has a little bit of crazy, so to okay. speak. <laughs> We're using that term. Lord knows right. I do. We, right. we, we all have something. We all have challenges there is not a perfect person in the world and so um absolutely not it doesn't mean that you're unfixable or you're past you know you're at a point of no return if you're having some challenges and you need to see a counselor um it just means you're human basically awesome right awesome. and and one of the things that i would say is um i have seen and enjoyed the 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 shift in concepts, especially in the black community around mm -hmm. therapy and counseling, because mm -hmm. I remember being a child, if someone mentioned going to a hospital or a therapist or something like that, the first thing people thought of was the C word crazy. Right. And mm -hmm. I don't like that word when it right. comes to mental health, uh, because mm -hmm. I, and, and then the other part of that is growing up in the church and people feeling like, you can't if you seek counseling then you're going to someone other than god who right, you're right. supposed to seek counsel with which i don't like that either and i think that that's that's been very limiting and damaging in our community because you wouldn't say that to someone who has diabetes and say oh you need to pray about it no you tell right. them to go to the doctor and get medication and and counseling to manage that issue and and i right. feel like the same thing applies to um so it comes to mental health concerns and we shouldn't minimize those things just because we can't visually see them. Right, right. I agree. And you know, what's so funny is I actually in everyday practice do not use the word crazy. And I coined that term for my podcast because number one, it's such a common word that's used. That's number one. Number mm -hmm. two, I wanted to pair crazy counselor because I wanted to show that counselors even have things going on so as you know if you listen mm. to my podcast I mm. talk about things that you know I'm experiencing or things mm -hmm. that I have experienced to show that being a therapist does not give me a superwoman cape it doesn't make me immune to life challenges you know what I'm saying right um, right and so but what it does is it just it gives me training to be able to uh, support my clients but I don't know listen I'm just gonna keep it real Please. I'm getting comfortable now because you know my, <laughs> my uh, accent's starting to come out but there are times <laughs> where I have literally been grieving the loss I mean we all we've all had losses mm -hmm. over the past couple of years it doesn't even have to be the death of someone it could be you know relationship. the loss of, relation, of a loss relationship of a relationship yes. a job Friendships. what have you mm -hmm. yeah and I have legit been in a session telling a client who had just lost, uh, or not just, but maybe some months, had lost a loved one. And I'm telling, I'm saying all the right stuff, like the textbook stuff, like, and, and of course, some of the textbook, but some like, you know, clinical stuff that I know. 
-hmm. Grieving is a process. It takes time. You can't rush yourself through it. Um, Feel whatever you feel. Don't judge yourself. And then hang up from the session and call my girlfriend like, why am I still crying over there? (laughs) You know, like, is there something wrong with me? Because I'm still worried about this. I'm still crying about this. I think I might have called Yudisha. Yeah, I have got no phone calls. (laughs) (laughs) She was on the list. But so that just shows that we are human because there Mm -hmm. are times where we can counsel you through something. But then when that tragedy or that thing hits our life it's not that we uh forget those things it Mm -hmm. just hit different Mm -hmm. when it's you in that seat and now you're feeling all of those emotions and having all of those thoughts and you start to kind of wonder like okay or you have to sit down like what do I need to do and you have to sit down um and and really start to apply those skills but that's why I wanted to to, to coin the, the podcast Crazy Counselor because I want to shed light on the fact that we legit go through stuff. Awesome. A lot of stuff. That is awesome, Brandy. Thank wow. you for sharing because it makes you relatable as well. It makes you not some person who has some, just because you have a degree or a background in it, some formal right. education, it doesn't mean you're not a person who can relate to the, the, the trauma, the stresses of everyday life to somebody else who's bringing their situations to you. But you right. can also relate to them so much so that when you, like you said, when you get off that session, you still need to be able to reach out to somebody else to yeah. be able to get your own counseling. And that makes you super relatable. And, I, yeah. and, I, and I, so I thank you for sharing that on that podcast. And I thank you for sharing that on your own podcast and your own experiences. But I want to also be able to, to, to switch gears just a little bit to thank all of the therapists who are out there and, and share a little bit of my experience and then ask a question out there for the okay. general audience as well as you need. Yeah. So um, I've absolutely had a transformed life in the last couple of years stemming from therapy that was going on when I was married. Then after that marriage didn't work out, I continued to see that therapist and I was able to link so much of my childhood experiences Mm -hmm. to how my relationships with women had been throughout my whole life, um, specifically in my 20s and 30s. And um, it was a breakthrough for me. And I haven't really been able to you know, we talk about, we joked in the Monday morning report about the old Christopher Dallas coming back. Part of the old Christopher Dallas was, hey man, you were linking a lot of your childhood issues to how you saw women and running through a whole lot of women helped me to be able to escape the nerd that I was as a kid. Let's make that direct correlation. Cool ass Christopher Dallas smashing a whole bunch of women and having threesomes, whether or not we call them by name or call them by something else is Uh, a a long uh, way away from the nerd that I was and being able to recognize that in counseling. What I want to be able to ask you and all the rest of the counselors who are out there, how many people could use the benefit of understanding the correlation between how they felt, what they saw as a child towards their activities and behavior as an adult in their romantic relationships. Is, is that a good enough question? Am I phrasing that yeah, the right way for you, Brandon? Absolutely. absolutely. And it makes perfect sense that the, the nerd, for lack of a better term, yeah. grew up to be, you know. The womanizer. <laughs> the womanizer. Right. No, <laughs> No, I'm uh, not. I'm not. But You know, like, you know, the women come over your house and like, show me your yearbook. And they're like, oh, that was you, you know. Right. So <laughs> Yeah, but look at me now. Right. Look uh, at me now. Uh, right. Yeah. Right. Pound of the chest. Right. No, but um it so much of our childhood plays, I would I would say the majority of the way that we show up in relationships is correlated to our childhood because mm. when we're children we learn things about our environment we learn things about we we get our cues about who we are from our environment from yes. parents yes. teachers uh friends all of that so even being the the nerd as you said there were things that you learned about yourself about your identity from the way that other people responded to you yes and the way that they chose to interact with you So you're bringing that into adulthood. That doesn't naturally just fall off. You bring that into your adulthood. And until you, until someone points it out to you, or you have a moment of realization uh, of what has happened, you really don't know how much it's, it's playing out in your relationships, but it is. Of course, of course. And so when you, as you get older and you uh, go to therapy, you will 
9.7 times out of 10, 9.7 times out of 10, be able to link your current behavioral patterns back to something that occurred in childhood. Right. Most of the issues that I've seen that I work with clients on is stuff that has happened in their childhood. So when they come in and they're going through a breakup, a lot of the issue is not just centered around the breakup. It's about other relational losses that have also taken place. So we get into, you know, sometimes mindsets of I'm not worthy. I'm not good enough. I can't Mm. keep a man or Mm. I can't keep a woman because I have been, you know, I was, I was broken up with three years ago. I went through this bad breakup or I was in an abusive relationship. You're bringing all of that. When we talk about relationships, uh, even in the context of marriage, if you have a spouse who has experienced sexual abuse. Right. or molestation they bring that into intimacy with their partner it 100% shows up yeah well we so and we've talked think, about that on past episodes we have. right um, right I don't think we could talk about counseling and healing without going back and it's it's I always say it's it's so unfortunate but uh as adults we spend a lot of time healing from stuff that happened when we were children Yes. And I, for example, one of the things that, um, that I recently was able to link to my childhood following my divorce is I was wondering like, what is this need to please people that I have? Mm -hmm. And because it, it just got to the point where it was a problem for me, um, that, that desire to please people and just be a good person, but then when I when I thought about it and looked back on on my childhood and realized that I grew up with a stepfather who I I felt like I had to tiptoe around like once one one step out of line and I'm I'm getting a spanking or mm. or one 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 um action and I'm I'm being ridiculed or um not verbally abused but talked down to um right you know, what kind of girl does this and, and things like that. And it taught me that I needed to always seek approval of a man um, and always, you know, be in his, on his good side because I always felt like things were just more harmonious for me as a child mm. if I were a good girl. Right. If, if I if I could just stay out of trouble with my stepdad, then I could, I you know, things would be in harmony in my household. And... Mm. I, that translated into my marriage and other relationships that I've had. And, and so one of the goals for me now is to, to, um, to go to counseling and try to overcome that, to figure out how can I, you know, still be a, seek to be a pleasant person without being a people pleaser, Mm -hmm. because people pleasers oftentimes um, neglect some of our own needs in order Mm. to please other people Mm -hmm. right that's good I think it's a good first step that you recognize like where that comes from and you're also able to recognize like the beliefs that you have as a result of that that relationship or that interaction yeah Yeah. so that's that's the first step is recognizing that that's what's happening number one and then number two now you know of course I'll I'll leave it up to your therapist because that's what you'll be paying (laughs) (laughs) but um in a lot of the work that you know in this particular situation you know I would do a lot of work around the belief system and challenging you to be, to allow situations where you have to put a boundary up for the sake of self-care and Mm -hmm. working through the discomfort that you feel with putting a boundary up because people don't like to set boundaries and people don't like to be the boundary receiver either. So boundaries are just not comfortable things, period. Right. But a lot of- But they are important and needed. They are. they are important and needed, but a lot of work with uh, the people pleasing mentality is working through the discomfort of setting a boundary, um, saying no, um, or not being afraid to make a mistake, getting rid of the belief system that the universe or whatever is going to punish you if you mm. make a mistake. Mm, mm, That's mm, a belief mm. system. You're operating out of a belief system. Brandy, again, I thank you for your empathic words. I thank you for understanding how 
to link some of these things together. And, and, and Nisha Nicole, thank you for sharing what you did with being a people pleaser. But Brandy, I, I, I can't help but think on a sex, love and dating podcast, how we can get couples who maybe one person is self-aware, maybe one person is digging into their background and the other person isn't. And how can that Mm -hmm. couple then come to you or a a licensed therapist or someone else Mm -hmm. uh, and and, and work through their issues when one person is open to digging back into their childhood and the other one isn't? What, What would you do in that situation? Right. You know, that is a a common challenge when someone doesn't want to work on their issues and the other person uh, does. And people change when they're ready. Mm. So there's not some magic wand that I can wave to say, you know, hey. You don't have a magic wand? You want to change. I don't have There's no magic wand? What? No, there's not. There's no crystal ball either. No figure. Right. I'm sorry. Go ahead. And guess what? We often don't have couches, like literal (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. That was my favorite thing I was looking forward to. Right. looking forward to taking a nap. Right. Please continue. (laughs) Exactly. Uh, So that's only on TV. Um, But in those situations, it is very challenging for the two. And unfortunately, if a person is not willing to work on their issues or at least explore how their childhood issues are showing up, my question would be, do you, what are you willing to do to save the relationship? Boom. And I've asked that. How invested are you in this relationship? For you, do you want the relationship or have you checked out? Because anything that you want, you're willing to do what you have to do to keep or to maintain mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. to get. Mm-hmm. And if a person is not willing to explore how they're showing up in the relationship and how it could be contributing to the demise of the relationship, I question with that individual, maybe even one-on-one, where are you really? Yeah. In terms of of trying to work through these issues that you're having and if they're not if they've checked out then I have to work with them as well as the other party on what are next steps and working through what this now feels like to know you guys are not on the same page so what if a person thinks that hey I've done everything I've done all I can and they're just not self-aware to understand that, for lack of a better term, their shit doesn't does stink. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that they are a big contributing factor because like, and I hate to, I, let me see if I can give an example without using cheating. Like a person saying that, um, that the other person is, you know, has has been verbally abusive so so to speak and they're just so focused on the other person being verbally abusive but yet they are not committed to the relationship in in that they come home and they're not involved in housework or things like that or or they allow the person to to take on a lot of the responsibilities with the kids and something like that. So both people are wrong, are wrong, but they're wrong in different areas in the relationship. But because the person values what the other person is doing as a bigger infraction that they are just totally blindsided. Like, why do I need to talk about my stuff? We're here to work on them. Do you face things Mm. like that? Right. Absolutely. Because I mean, to a degree, it's always the other person. It's never us, right? Uh, exactly. Right. Exactly. We're always it's the victim. Me. We right. are the victim. I, I'm, I'm perfect. It's you. If you would change, this relationship would. This it would be perfect. It I would mean, be perfect if you would just make these changes and do what I say. Right. Do what um, I say. Right. Do what I say. But you know, one of the the things that I found to be powerful um, in sessions, whether it's a session with parents and children, because you can also see that dynamic play out with parent-child relationships, um, or if it's between a spouse or two, you know, a, a husband and wife, a girlfriend and boyfriend, however. Um, but there are times where if the other partner who doesn't think that they're wrong will just show up and they don't even mm-hmm. have to say anything. They can just listen. Right. And mm-hmm. If me and the, the, the partner who is having the difficulty, if we're just talking, a lot of times that person can will share with me 
talking directly to me how they feel um, in ways or uh, they may share with me things that they may not have expressed to the other person. So it's, the issue isn't really that you're not taking the trash out. Mm. Every right, you know, mm -hmm. the issue is that I feel undervalued. I feel mm -hmm. unappreciated. Mm -hmm. We want to get to the feeling of a thing because I think yes. sometimes we focus on the surface, on the surface level issue when that's that's not even the issue. It's not even about the trash. It's about all of those other things. And so, I think if the other party is willing to at least show up, and they can even just hear how that person is really feeling because I'm sure that sometimes in relationships when there's tension, the way that we communicate our feelings is, is off because we're angry. And when you're angry and trying to communicate your anger, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. a lot of times it doesn't come out in a way that can be received well by mm -hmm. the other party. Mm -hmm. And they mm -hmm. shut down. Of course. Like, yeah. So I think just being present um, I've definitely made that recommendation before, like, hey, if they're willing to at least show up, then we can try to engage them, but we we don't make people do anything. I'm not going to, I tell my clients, like, <laughs> you, this is your session. Yeah. And I say, I, us counselors, we, we're not going to work harder than you. That is a quote. That is a great quote. We do not work harder than you. Mm -hmm. So if you just, if you're just willing to show up, um, and I think that that would be a starting point in that situation. I, I love it. I, I love having people just show up because, mm -hmm. um, once they're in the session, if they're open, you know, um, who knows what the light bulb moment would be. Right. And, um, and I know when I was on the brink of my divorce, one of the things that I told my, my ex-husband was, I feel like I need a third party so you can hear me because yes. I don't mm -hmm. feel like you hear mm -hmm. me. Right. And in some cases, it actually helped to have a third party be mm -hmm. able to, for lack mm -hmm. of a better word, translate what I was saying to him. Right. Mm -hmm. Right. And yeah, I um, mean, it's, it's just, and um, it's just like, you remember when you were younger and your mom would tell you not to do certain things and then <laughs> I know where you, you go were going to do it anyway. But then if your girlfriend was like, or some, anybody else except for your mom was like, you don't do that. You would listen to them. It's kind yeah. of the same concept. Yep, like, yep. You're, you're familiar. So why should I listen to you? Yeah. 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 <laughs> That's a great analogy. Thing. Yeah. So sorry, I just wanted to throw that. I just thought about that when you were. No, that was perfect. Yeah. That was perfect. Yeah. Um, I need to apologize for my mom. Then after that, after that right. statement just now. Yeah. Sorry about that, <laughs> yeah. mom. You need yeah. to call her. I was. Like, right I was yeah. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I'm gonna make that call. <laughs> right. Right. But you, Nisha, you were saying that it helped to have a. You told him that you needed to have a third party to kind of translate what you. Yeah, were because because I felt like the things that I was saying to him, even though I was speaking plain English, mm -hmm. he just didn't seem to grasp the concept of what I was saying. Mm -hmm. um, and then once we went to counseling and the counselor was actually able to say it, I don't, I don't know if she sprinkled a little, a little magic dust on there. Or There's whatever, no magic wand. But magic wand. <laughs> some kind of way when she said the exact same words and just re reworded them, he was like, right. oh, I understand now. Right. Eye roll, <laughs> right? Right. right. But, um, but it was very helpful to us, even, even though, because my goal, and I think that that's another thing, is knowing what your goals are going into counseling, right? Yeah. Because um, by the time we went to counseling, when she asked us our goal, I said, my goal is not to fix this. It's done. Mm -hmm. But mm -hmm. I do want to be heard. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I think that goals are important. And I really had to set that boundary with him because I, I didn't want him to think, oh, this is going to be the, uh, the elixir to years yeah. of issues because mm -hmm. it, it wasn't but um and i think that that's important when, when you state your goals up front in yeah. the counselor then then that helps the the therapist or the counselor to be able to 
help you kind of achieve your goals. Yeah. Whether it's understanding each other, whether it's to repairing a relationship, or whether it's to break up amicably, whatever the goal is. And be open to those goals changing because that's true. You know, too. I've I've been in therapy before and what I initially went for that thing morphed into like <laughs> so many other different things because yeah. I started to see like uh Christopher said how everything is connected to something else yes. yeah so even though I, I went you know based on one thing it by the time we were in you know it was it was some other factors that were contributing to why that one thing was really pushing me what I felt like was over the edge you yeah. know yeah so, yeah Randy, thank you for sharing that and I want to make this crystal mm-hmm. clear that I went into therapy to save my marriage, unlike what Nisha Nicole was just talking about. I couldn't, but what came out of it was my own clarification of my own issues. Um, And as I continue to go to that same therapist, even after the marriage was over, um, continuing to work on it is the path that I'm still on today. So objective number one was to save the marriage, didn't work. Objective number two was to learn some things about myself. Objective number three was I was transformed into a different person who was able to see my own childhood issues how it affected my actions and behavior as an adult. So I didn't go in there for that. I went in there for something else. I went in there, you know, like what well, Nisha Nicole said, you know, translate this for her, you know, because she's wrong <laughs> and I'm right. Yeah, can you try? And just, while some of that did happen, um, it was a completely different outcome at the end. And, and I was so grateful for it. And it, it, is, it has changed my life. Yeah, I'm glad that you you yeah. didn't stop going to therapy when your oh, initial man. goal wasn't met because that's right. another thing is that we you know you have situations where people feel like oh I went to the therapist for this I've I've literally some years ago I can't even tell y'all the the calls that I've gotten um, but I literally got a call one day like. I need to schedule a session and I'm like, okay. And it was like, well, this is what I'm going through. I said, okay, um, how long is this going to take for you to fix? Wow. <laughs> like an oil like, change? Like an right. oil change? I'm like, well, oh I don't God. usually give oh, a time frame. Like I can't tell you, you know, oh, well, you lost your job. Well, we can, I can have you better. In, in 45 in- minutes. Right. <laughs> Like, that's not how I work. And um, I got that question uh, quite a few times. Like, well, how long does this take? And I say, mm. you know, I, I don't guarantee any results. I don't guarantee any uh, definite time frame. What I tell you is that this is your process. I'm, I am in the wow. driver's seat. That's that's all that I'm doing. You, this is your journey. I mean, I'm sorry, I'm in the passenger seat. You're in the driver's seat. I'm yeah. just your accompaniment, right? Right. So I often uh, give the example of driving in a car. You show up to therapy because you were driving on your journey, and the oil, the check engine light came on. Mm. Something happened. You lost your job. All of a sudden, you were anxious. All of a sudden, you you know, or you may have felt depressed that you can't get out, you don't want to get out of bed, you lack motivation. The next thing you know, the oil light is on. And then the, the, you know, now you need some gas. And you may have been ignoring all of these lights. They're just blank. Because, you know, we're good about driving with some lights on. We'll, we'll <laughs> run that thing to the ground. You know right. what I'm saying? Like, I, you know, I'm a woman. You know, we'll drive with that, that gas light on forever. Right. You know, because I know my car. Not this one. Not this right. one. <laughs> right, right. Oh, where you going? Often when people show up to therapy, those lights have been coming on along the journey mm. until all of a sudden the car stops. And now you need here, you know, if you live in Atlanta, you know about Hero. They come with the with the lights, they're like an ambulance and they, they, right, they come, come with, and, the, with the tank of gas. Right. But it's because you have these, you may you might have you may have ignored these lights. And now you're on the side of the road and you can't go any further. And there's no magic fix. But what therapists come in and do is just like the mechanic. We take a look. 
You tell us what's been going on. We ask questions. How long has this been going on? How long your check engine light been on? Mm -hmm. This, that. When was the last time you had an oil change? When was the last time you checked in with yourself? You know, have you ever had therapy before or any type of counsel? What's your family history like? We ask all of these questions. We gather information. We may give, you know, um, a diagnosis. Um, We may, you know, make some other recommendations, but we are really, uh, this is your car. This is your journey. You just allow me in to bring my expertise to help you to get back on the road. That's, that's the goal of it. I love that. To help you get back on the road and keep going. I love that. I don't like that analogy. I love that analogy. (laughs) Thank you. That is good. And what I'm hearing from you is that when possible, let's not wait until the car is stopped and we can't move it. Don't wait let's, the let's, let's go ahead. When we start seeing those first signs, those first warning signs, and something is, is off and we don't feel like we're, we're at our best, that is really when we want to go ahead and seek help. And it's okay to seek help. There's nothing wrong with seeking help. It's actually beneficial to us and those around us when we do that. Right, right, absolutely. Because awesome. what that looks like is, when you're on the side of that road, you're calling the therapist's office and you're like, I need to speak to somebody right now. And often we don't have that kind of time. Yeah, you, you're we not have, an ER, you're not 911. Um, yeah, we have a lot of, now we can give you resources if you're in a crisis situation. We can point you to some emergency services, but you know, you, you definitely can't call on Wednesday and be like, I need an appointment tomorrow or just put a therapist on the phone. Let, let, I got yeah. a situation. Let me get some advice real quick. Like, that. yeah, yeah. It's That's not, not a quick how it fix happens. at all. It's not a quick no, fix it's not. Now it's not. I would love for us to just continue this conversation because there's so many more topics we could just explore with this and so much more we can go into depth with this, but we just don't have the time. <laughs> yeah. It's been great. It's been great though. Thank you. This has been fun. Where can, so, where can people people find you, Brandy? Um, so I actually just launched a website, a new website Yay! that talks more about me as a mental health professional before I just used uh, my nonprofit site for all things me and nonprofit. But if you're interested in uh, Brandy the Counselor, you can go to uh, StinsonCounselingServices.com. That's S-T-I-N-S-O-N, CounselingServices.com. You can also check out my nonprofit on Instagram. It's at Pearls of Esther, I-N-C. That's at P-E-A-R-L-S-O-F-E-S-T-H-E-R-I-N-C. Or you can go to our website, www.pearlsofesther.com. So I'm also on Facebook, uh, Pearls of Esther. uh, Also on LinkedIn uh, under my first and last name. And I think that's it. And I'll be sure to link all of those things in the okay. show notes um, for our listeners. And so now we come to the fav- to my favorite part of the show is <laughs> what we're bringing to the table. So, Chris, I'm going to let you start. You know, uh, yeah, thanks again, guys. Thanks again. Um, when I'm, what I'm bringing to the table to today, which is something a little bit different, is the ability to self-investigate and not overcompensate. And what I mean by that is whatever the issue is at hand with my relationship, as you said, sometimes the check engine light can come on. I want to be able to investigate what my role is in investigate because it's more than just this issue. It's more than just what I'm going through, how my girlfriend or wife sees the issue. There's more going on. So I want to be able to investigate that not overcompensate uh, not by kicking it down the road or ignoring, as you said before, the check engine light. So what I'm bringing to the table is the ability to investigate, not overcompensate. That's what I got for the day for what I'm bringing to the table. Nisha Nicole, I'll kick it back to you. Okay, so for me, I am bringing to the table um, the willingness, the openness to do the self-work. So, um, so being able to look at, look at myself, evaluate, you know, how I'm contributing to whatever the situation is. If there's tension in situations, I always say it takes two people to make a relationship work. And it also takes two people to, to fail a relationship. So knowing that I'm one of those two people, I have to take inventory 
of the things that I'm contributing and doing towards either the betterment or the demise of the relationship. So that's what I'm bringing. Awesome, awesome, awesome. And Brandy, <laughs> what are you bringing to the table? I'm bringing the table to the table. No, I'm kidding. Nope, okay. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. No, seriously. Uh, I, I feel like being a therapist, it's so important to show up in any relationship with the knowledge that I don't actually know it all. Mm. And so I'm bringing, uh, as you both have said, just in an ongoing process of self-evaluation, self-reflection, understanding that I have my own issues to work through and being a professional does not also make me the perfect person in a relationship, in any relationship that is. So that's what I'm bringing to the table. I love it. Awesome, Brandy. Thank you. I love it. Well, this has been another great episode. It really has. Um, it really has. As so thank always. You so much. Thank you so much, Brandy, for being on the show You're with us today, today. Thank you today, for having today. me. This was fun. I always listen hey, in, hey. so thank you for inviting me to the party. Of course. <laughs> and I think we need to have you back so we can have the narcissist discussion. Oh, my God. Of, yes. Both oh. of you have that in common. Oh, my goodness. Are you serious? Yeah. Oh, my, so you oh, hit that? Oh, oh my <laughs> goodness. We need to talk offline. Okay. Oh, yes. Let's, oh, let's wrap this up with a condom so we can get to the You see how I just had a flashback? I did. Whoa, what the heck? I triggered both of y'all with that comment. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, what? Man. You just threw that bomb. Like, Boom. Oh, oh, goodness. Oh. Yeah. That's, oh, that's wow. called a cliffhanger for the next that episode is. that we're that on is. together. That is. That is. Right. Keep See, I'm tune. so glad that you mentioned that because I'm actually going to start doing more uh, teachings about that uh, really? in my, on my public platforms because it's needed because women yeah. can be narcissistic too oh absolutely uh, you know yes. to be continued <laughs> to be continued yes. so absolutely. people look out for the next time we have the crazy counselor brandy on our show yes. and as always you can connect with us uh, via our email at ask the table pod at gmail.com and let us know you know give us your feedback on on the episode and you can ask questions of myself and Christopher Dallas and then also don't forget to share the, the episodes with your friends I feel like you guys are doing this because I've seen our numbers go up I appreciate you for that mm -hmm. and continue to share and share with your friends and as always you can find us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. That's right. So that's thank right, you for right. listening, and Woo. we'll talk to you again next week, guys. See you next week. I'm gonna go get this threesome going on. Oh, okay. <laughs> Goodbye. For real. <laughs>